So there it is. You heard uh, the finance minister once again in an exclusive interview, uh, giving the details out there, responding to all the questions, trying to explain the finer nuances of the budget. And uh, we will here continue the discussion as far as uh, all other aspects of the budget are. And uh, for the next at least uh, two and a half hours, we'll take them sector by sector. We'll uh, look at uh, all the important sectors, be it infrastructure, manufacturing, health, uh, rural development, agriculture, and of course, uh, the other aspects as well. I am Vishal Dahiya and with me is my colleague Tina. बिल्कुल तो जैसा कि मेरे सहयोगी विशाल ने कहा वित्त मंत्री निर्मला सीतारमन ने जो आज वित्त वर्ष 2021-22 का बजट पेश किया उसके जरिए उन्होंने एक तरह से देखें तो न्यू इंडिया का खाका देश के समक्ष रखा है और कोरोना महामारी की पृष्ठभूमि में एक अभूतपूर्व बजट पेश करते हुए निर्मला सीतारमन ने खास करके हेल्थ केयर सेक्टर और इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर में निवेश के जरिए रोजगार सृजन पर भी खासा जोर दिया है तो सेक्टर बाय सेक्टर जैसा कि मेरे सहयोगी ने कहा इस पर हम चर्चा करेंगे हमारे साथ कुछ एक्सपर्ट्स जुड़ रहे हैं फिलहाल हमारे साथ कार्यक्रम में इस पर चर्चा करने के लिए तो शुरुआत विशाल हेल्थ केयर सेक्टर से करते हैं डेफिनेटली वी कैन स्टार्ट विद हेल्थ केयर बट सिंस वी हैव बोथ हिंडोल एंड यू नो गौतम चिकर मन एज वेल लेट मी फर्स्ट इंट्रोड्यूस बोथ ऑफ देम हिंडोल सेन गुप्ता वाइस प्रेसिडेंट इन वेस्ट इंडिया इज विद वी ऑल्सो हैव गौतम चिकर मन वाइस प्रेसिडेंट ऑब्जर्वर रिसर्च फाउंडेशन विद बिफोर jump on to health tina let's uh, let's let's take an overview from both of them on the infrastructure sector as well since we plan to do that uh, earlier and we'll we'll look at the other part when we're talking about manufacturing as well but let me bring in uh, uh, gautam here mr mr chakramane from your perspective as far as infrastructure is concerned uh, before we jump on to health uh, from uh, you know the 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 point of view of uh, putting more focus there on the infrastructure there are quite a number of things which have been done in the budget if you could just uh, sum up for our viewers uh, for the infra there in fact i think infra this is an infrastructure budget and uh, this was expected uh, this was a uh, the focus on infrastructure was expected and nirmala sitharaman ji has delivered those on those expectations Uh, a 34.5% jump in infrastructure spending 5 lakh crore for 2 lakh crore for another for the states uh, and most of them in capital uh, projects is as a clear indication that uh, this government is very serious on delivering good quality infrastructure also using infrastructure as an enabler of gdp growth economic recovery and jobs okay what for instance if you look at railways uh, 1 lakh crore is going to go in railway infrastructure this will create a whole lot of jobs in the sector riding this infrastructure will be private companies so i would assume that it is not just the government spending on infrastructure alone that is going to deliver the goods it is equally the private sector that will then start riding and which currently has been holding its investments back and will start putting investment so this i see the public investment in infrastructure particularly capital investments in infrastructure as a as a kick off as a kicker for private sector investments in infrastructure or related fields mm -hmm. to follow in my opinion it will take about a quarter or two for the private sector investments to get back i think this is the best thing that this budget has delivered it will deliver growth it will deliver gdp it will deliver jobs okay 
Okay. Uh, Hindol, I'd like to bring you in here. And, you know, when we're talking about this particular sector, as, uh, uh, as, as Gautam uh, Chikamane is, is saying, uh, if we look at the other aspect here as well, there seems to be a big thrust on monetizing assets as well. Uh, you know, uh, there is a national monetization pipeline uh, which, uh, which will be launched. So how do you believe monetizing of assets uh, is, is going to uh, help uh, not only the infra sector, but the overall economy there? Look, at the end of the day, if you really look at this budget, it is, in a sense, a new deal for India. Uh, there are, you know, in, in the new deal in America, we spoke about three R's. You know, economists have traditionally spoken about three R's. Reform, recovery, and relief. Reform, recovery, and relief are all three aspects of this critical budget. And when, as far as asset monetization is concerned, you can clearly see that the government now wants to take a hard look at the assets it owns. And, you know, we were just listening to the finance minister just before this show began. And she said that we want to take a middle path and we want to take a sensible attitude towards our assets, towards the monetization that we do, including, of, uh, you know, uh, including the sale of banks and other assets. And she wants to take a middle path in, in understanding and actually monetizing all of these things. So this part, this reform that many people uh, in the past may have thought was a little difficult to do, seems to have been the big, bold step. And we can see that at every layer of, that, of this budget. And I think this augurs well for the future of India, for the future of its economy, because at the end of the day, what the government is essentially saying is that we don't want to take any knee-jerk action. That's what we heard the uh, finance minister say. Okay. We will not be have a, we will not do a knee-jerk action of any kind. So while we will not, you know, have a knee-jerk rollout of stimulus, but we will also not have a knee-jerk hold back, so to speak. We want to respond step by step as even the economic survey suggested, depending on the ground situation. And indeed, the government, in order to do this, these, these big reform projects, to provide the kind of relief it wants, to provide the kind of health care it wants, the to build the kind of infrastructure it wants, all these ambitious projects need money. And where will that money come from? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, one of the key pillars is to take the assets that it has and deploy them better in order to raise the funds, which clearly seems to be a message that the finance minister and indeed the government is doing, which makes perfect sense because this is the only way to balance if you want to build a budget and a future based upon the three things that India needs the most, as I was saying, in a New Deal sort of way, reform, relief, rehabilitation uh, after in the post-COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. Gautam okay. Chikarmani ji, I will come back to you again, because we are talking about infrastructure financing, infrastructure thrust, so another important thing that we got to see in the budget is setting up of a development financial institution. बुनियादी ढांचे के निर्माण और अर्थव्यवस्था को पुनर्जीवित करने के लिहाज से अगर देखें तो इस इस इंस्टीट्यूट की क्या भूमिका रहेगी? मेरे विचार में I will just come to this लेकिन जो प्रीवियस पॉइंट था जो इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर का और जो हिंडोल ने अभी एक्सप्रेस किया अगर आप देखें कि ये जो लॉन्ग टर्म स्ट्रेटजी है ये ऐसी नीति नहीं है कि आज ही इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर पे लगाएंगी फॉर इंस्टेंस पावर डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन के लिए तीन लाख करोड़ इन्होंने आउटले बनाया है 
जो कि अगले पांच साल तक होगा तो इन्होंने इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर को ना ही इस बजट के अंदर डाला है अगले चार पांच बजट तक भी उसको सील कर दिया है तो ये लॉन्ग टर्म स्ट्रैटेजी है रही बात डेवलपमेंट फाइनेंशियल इंस्टीट्यूशन की इन माई ओपिनियन मेरे विचार में ये बहुत ही बुरा आइडिया है बुरा इसलिए इसलिए नहीं कि वो कुछ करेगा या ना करेगा आइडिया इस इस आइडिया के पीछे जो उनकी चाह है जो एस्पिरेशन है कि वो इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर फाइनेंस हो करेक्ट दिशा है ठीक बात है मगर एक नया इंस्टीट्यूशन डेवलपमेंट फाइनेंस इंस्टीट्यूशन खोलना वी आर गोइंग बैक टू हम तो वापस नाइनटीन फोर्टी पे पहुंच गए जब हमने आई एफ बनाया था उनका कुछ देर चला था बाद में वो उनको बंद किया गया उनको बैंक्स बनाया गया आज हमारे पास पब्लिक सेक्टर बैंक्स हैं उन्हीं के अंदर अगर इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर रिलेटेड फाइनेंसिंग या डिविजन्स खोले जाएं वो उतना ही काबिल रहता एक नया बनाने नया ऑर्गेनाइजेशन वो भी डेवलपमेंट फाइनेंस इंस्टीट्यूशन जिसको हमने खत्म कर दिए हैं अब हम इसका प्रयोग ही नहीं रहा एक नया बनाना मुझे तो खास कुछ लग नहीं रहा इसमें कितना आगे जाएगा मैं जानता नहीं पाँच लाख करोड़ का इनका एस्पिरेशन है कि ये डेट से डेट सर्विस डेट देंगे इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर okay. प्रोजेक्ट्स को मेरे विचार में ये ज्यादा चलने वाला नहीं है मुझे लगता है ये किसी ब्यूरोक्रेट्स के लिए साइने क्योर बनाया गया है ओके ओके परहेप्स आई विल हैव टू कीप अ वॉच ऑन दैट एस्पेक्ट देयर थीना व्हिच मिस्टर चिकरमन इज पॉइंटिंग आउट बट मिस्टर चिकरमन आई लाइक टू ब्रिंग यू बैक ऑन 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 अ रिलेटेड एस्पेक्ट हियर व्हेन वी आर लुकिंग एट इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर एंड दैट इज a bit of bit of more focus on uh, the public private partnership the ppp model and that seems to be in in a lot of focus in uh, the urban infrastructure landscape there when we're talking about you know uh, uh, metro train corridors or uh, or or bus corridor or buses uh, specifically public transport buses there even in railways uh, there if you look at so looks like uh, there is a renewed focus on ppp when we talk about infrastructure you are absolutely right and this renewed structure renewed focus is very good for the economy it it brings the stakes of the private sector into the national discourse as in if there is a freight corridor being built of which the government is financing part of it and the private sector comes and joins it it's very good it's it has been done very successfully in roads and it it should expand the, there is only one problem with it or i'm sure it'll get uh, it's not really a problem it's like it's, it's a minor hurdle Uh, the the way uh, ppp is happened in the previous dispensation it raised a lot of questions about who was getting the contract and what terms l1 non l1 uh, high technology and so on i believe uh, we we are yet to see the details of this uh, policy uh, prima facie it looks very good okay uh, but it's only when we see read those proper contracts and see the various kinds of relationships the constraints uh, is is the private see the problem with ppp is you want the private sector to deliver a public good under the conditions of a public sector that's not possible you are getting a private sector to do dynamism to take risks to uh, to to leverage positions mm -hmm. to use cutting edge technology to bring in efficiency into the project if you are going to bind that ppp model and which means the private sector person and convert it into a public sector model of uh, checks and balance i'm not saying checks and balances should not be there there should be there but uh, right down to micro checks and balances the ppp model is really you know a public sector with some private contractors okay. for for ppps to function best private sector needs to be given the freedom 
to, to use their resources, their knowledge, their dynamism, without going through circular permissions here and there. If okay. that can, if Nirmala Sitharaman and the government can deliver this, I think this is a great idea. Okay, bit more elbow room for the private players there, uh, as uh, uh, you know, Mr. Chikamani is pointing out. Absolutely, Vishal. So, health sector per bade. Usse pehle, Hindal Sen Gupta ji, aap se ek pratikriya le lete hain. PPP model per bhi aur development financial institution per bhi. Gautam ji keh rahe hain ki DFI is a bad idea. शायद ये हमें वापस ले जाता है 1940s की तरफ और अभी फिलहाल हम शायद उस स्टेज में नहीं है जब इसकी जरूरत लग रही है दोनों ही बातों पर आप आपकी क्या राय है देखिए मेरा राय ये है कि हमने पहले भी देखा है कि गवर्नमेंट की जो राय है वो है इंस्टीट्यूशन बिल्डिंग की तरफ नाउ ये इंस्टीट्यूशन आगे जाके कैसे फंक्शन करेगी ये हम अभी नहीं कह सकते पर इंस्टीट्यूशन बिल्डिंग इंस्टीट्यूशन इंडिया को चाहिए और इंस्टीट्यूशन बिल्डिंग एक गवर्नमेंट के की रोल है तो इसका ये फुलफिलमेंट जो है वो हम देखते हैं ऐसे प्रपोजल्स में जो एक इंस्टीट्यूशन बिल्ड करेंगे कंट्री के लिए अब आगे जाके इसका कैसे किस लेवल पे एप्लीकेशन होगा इसमें कैसे फंक्शन फंक्शनलिटीज होंगे ये हम सिर्फ आगे जाके बता पाएंगे एट द मोमेंट ये बताना मुश्किल है और जितना जहाँ तक पी मॉडल का क्वेश्चन है देखिए ये एक मॉडल कई तरह से मॉडल्स इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर में यूज हुआ है जैसे एक बीच में था एक बीओटी बिल्ड ऑपरेट एंड ट्रांसफर का एक जमाना आया था तो बहुत बिल्ड ऑपरेट एंड ट्रांसफर की लोग बात करते थे तो ये मॉडल्स मुझे लगता है कई सारे मॉडल्स का ट्रायल एंड टेस्ट रन चल रहा है पर ओवर आचिंगली अगर आप देखें तो इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर जैसे गौतम जी कह रहे थे इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर पे जो एक एक पुश है जो एक रिन्यूड विगर है इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर की तरफ वो फंडामेंटली एक पॉजिटिv साइन है Okay, okay, indeed, uh, those are the positive signs there. Stay with us, uh, Mr. Hindol, as well as Mr. Chikamane. Uh, we also have with us uh, Ms. Urvashi Prasad, public policy specialist from Niti Aayog, uh, looking after health. Uh, and let's jump on to health now, Tina. Uh, Ms. Prasad, the figure says 2,23,846 crore rupees outlay for the health sector, which is an increase of more than 137%. That indeed seems to be the kind of jump which all of us have been talking about in the past few months. Now the question is, is it enough and, and how, how will it be working specifically on the ground? Yes, so, um, you know, even before the pandemic, um, I think we were very clear that the health sector is one uh, which has been underfunded for many decades. You know, it's not just about a few years uh, and therefore was a sector which was in need, in dire need of an increase in funding. Now, of course, the pandemic uh, has sort of increased that need because the health system has, has got a setback in other ways as well, even though India has managed the pandemic relatively much better. Uh, but nevertheless, it has stressed the health system in different ways. So I think this increase has come uh, at, a, at a very, very important time. Uh, but as the finance minister said that, you know, this number needs to go up even further because, you know, when we talk of the 137% increase, we must remember that this is an increase on a fairly low base. You know, the starting base is pretty low. Uh, so this number will need to go up even further. But as she said that, you know, once the system's capacity to absorb funds, uh, to spend funds in the right manner increases, that is when we will see this allocation go up even further. So I think that is a very, very important point, And that's an encouragement for the future that, you know, this number will continue to uh, increase. Of course, states need to do much the same. Uh, you know, when we talk of health spending, we often get limited to the center. 
Uh, but the you know the 15th Finance Commission report, which was also tabled, uh, that says very clearly that you know state governments also need to increase their expenditure to at least eight percent of their budget. So hopefully we'll see that happening as well. Um, but to the second point of your question on you know how will it be spent or how will it work on the ground, mm -hmm. I think there were some very important areas the finance minister highlighted in her speech. Uh, one was strengthening different aspects of the public health system, you know, right from laboratories to hospitals to medical colleges. Uh, so it's a broad canvas, and, and she touched upon many of these aspects which need to be strengthened. Uh, she also spoke about the vaccines, you know, apart from the COVID vaccine. Uh, she spoke about the pneumococcal vaccine, which is a very important part of, you know, public health. Uh, we have many deaths due to diseases like pneumonia and, and, and you know, uh, diarrhea. So we've had vaccines like rotavirus and, and pneumococcal being introduced. Uh, so far, the pneumococcal vaccine was limited to around five states. Uh, but now, as she uh, pointed out, it's going to be rolled out across the country. So that could save as many as 50,000 lives uh, every year. So I think okay. that was a very important announcement on, you know, public and preventive health care. And the third piece, the, the final piece, which, you know, uh, struck me was on the human resources. She mentioned the allied uh, professionals bill. She mentioned the nursing and midwifery bill, you know, because it's very important uh, that it's not just about physical infrastructure and health, but we also need to strengthen our human resource capacity. Uh, and the fact that she pointed out these two uh, cadres, which will be crucial uh, as, as we go ahead, uh, was another very encouraging point. So I think okay. there were several positives. Uh, from the announcements related to the health sector today. Bilkul. Kai sare positives, Gautam ji, jis tarah se bata rahi hain, Urvashi ji, ki expected tha ki corona mahamari ke baad health care pe kafi focus rahega sarkar ka aur ab hum dekh rahe hain jis tarah se 137 fiisadi ki budgetary allocation mein lekin ab लिए हैं कोरोना महामारी के दौरान उनसे सीखते हुए आगे आने वाले समय में इस तरह की सिचुएशन ना हो और यू नो वी आर एबल टू स्ट्रेंथन आवर हेल्थ केयर सेक्टर कहना बड़ा मुश्किल है क्योंकि ऐसा नहीं है कि ये जो कोविड वायरस है ये कोई प्लैंड प्रॉब्लम नहीं है ये ब्लैक स्वान इवेंट था हम जानते भी नहीं थे अचानक हमें अटैक कर गया ये ऐसा ये रोजमर्रा की प्रॉब्लम नहीं है ये ये एक आउट ऑफ द ब्लू है ये बहुत बड़ा एक सडन शॉक है इसके लिए कोई प्लानिंग करना असंभव है मेरे विचार में हैविंग सेड दैट मुझे लगता है कि जिस तरीके से इंडियन फार्मास्यूटिकल कंपनीज ने और जिस तरीके से हमारी पॉलिसीज ने इंडिया को अब कटिंग एज पे डाल दिया जहां पे हम अपना नॉट ओनली अपने लिए लेकिन विदेश के अपने नेबरहुड में या बाकी देश जो भी जो मांगना शुरू कर रहे हैं उनको वैक्सीन्स देना शुरू कर रहे हैं ये दिखाता है कि हमारे में कितनी एबिलिटी कितनी एजिलिटी है कि जब when, it, when push comes to shove, जब हम किसी कोने में हो जाते हैं, तो भारत के जो आ, सरकार की सिर्फ सरकार की बात नहीं कर रहा हूँ, भारत के साइंटिस्ट, उनके मैन्युफैक्चरर्स, बिजनेसेस, सब दे ऑल राइज टू दी ओकेशन और ये वैक्सीन जो है, ये उसका एक बहुत ही बढ़िया एक एग्जाम्पल है। लेकिन अगर हेल्थकेयर के अंदर आपको आगे उसके अंदर जो इंश्योरेंस वाला पार्ट है, for instance, उस इंश्योरेंस को जो कि इस वक्त पूरेस 100 मिलियन लोगों को दिया जाता है फ्री में, उस उस उसी कंडीशंस को 5 लाख का जो है, वो सरकार अगर जो पैसे दे सकते हैं, उनसे लेके एक बेसिक 
इंश्योरेंस यू कैन कॉल इट द बेर मिनिमम इंश्योरेंस जो कि सबके लिए हो सिर्फ हंड्रेड मिलियन पुअर के लिए नहीं सभी के लिए हो और ये सरकार को पैसे देने की जरूरत नहीं है ये जो पे कर सकते हैं वो खुद हम लें आप लें हम सब इसका प्रयोग करें क्योंकि जो हेल्थ इंश्योरेंस है वो थोड़ा मार्केट फेलियर चल रहा है उस 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 मार्केट के अंदर हेल्थ केयर प्लस हेल्थ इंश्योरेंस मुझे लगता है आत्मनिर्भर भारत सॉरी आयुष्मान भारत जो एक स्कीम चली है इससे दोनों चीजें ठीक कर सकते हैं तो अगर हमें आगे बढ़ना है आयुष्मान भारत को और स्ट्रॉन्ग करना है ओके ओके हिंडोल आई लाइक टू ब्रिंग इन हेयर ऑन ऑन वन पार्ट यू नो एज फर एज दल्थ सेक्टर इज कंसर्न इन समथिंग विच उर्वशी ऑल्सो एलेबोरेटेड अपॉन दैट इज the new centrally uh, sponsored scheme which has been announced uh, that is pm atmanirbhar swasth bharat yojana and the outlay is around 64180 crore rupees the focus areas in this scheme are quite interesting and quite important as well as urvashi was saying research uh, uh, you know a critical care as well as uh, building integrated health information portal as well these are the areas which perhaps were not being addressed in such a you know collated manner earlier in in in, in either of the schemes Absolutely. Now, what I would request and urge you to do is to consider the following: If you read last year's economic survey, and if you look at the past budget, and you read this year's economic survey, and then, of course, hear what the finance minister had to say, you have to put all of this in context. Last year's economic survey spoke about triggering wealth at the grassroots. This year's economic survey quoted that. and said that we need a framework of what it called bare necessities right now when you say bare necessities it's very obvious that we are talking about things like health and education and r&d basic strengthening it's all very well for people to say that other people should compete but you have to give them the ecosystem to compete see when liberalization happened in india in 1991 we of course got a huge spurt in our growth but one of the things we did not do adequately at that time was strengthen these bare necessities and i think it's a very welcome move to strengthen these bare necessities because at the end of the day what is i i really like the fact that i was just saying this to somebody else before i came here when you compare and combine atmanirbhar with swasth this is a very important coupling so to speak okay. you're saying that self reliance fundamentally needs good health of the people who will become self reliant because at the end of the day the nation can only become self reliant if the people are self reliant and the people are, or can be self reliant ill people or people who are not feeling well or are not healthy cannot be self reliant so mm-hmm. this combining of these two ideas is a very powerful one and remember that scheme that you just mentioned goes actually to the grassroots it talks about interventions at district levels it talks about as you correctly pointed out interventions at the research level it talks about interventions at a level which begins from the it sort of circulates the whole thing it's a 360 degree intervention it has insurance component it has pre medication healthcare component it has a research component as intervention in and i would actually go one step further and connect this all to issues like clean drinking water mm-hmm. the budget talks about financing for you know a, a greater financing for clean drinking water it talks about another 100 million people who will benefit from the ujwala scheme which is the cooking gas scheme you would know that one of the biggest problems that indian women have uh, in many parts of the country is indoor pollution so the ujwala scheme is a great solution to that indoor pollution problem so in a sense all these different aspects are being connected 
and so that atmanirbharta the idea of self reliance the bare necessities for the idea of self reliance okay. can actually be put in place which is why it's exciting hmm. okay okay urvashi uh, you know if i bring you uh, here on on this aspect you know pm atmanirbhar swasth bharat yojana which earlier uh, you were also referring to would it be right to go ahead and say that you know uh, those uh, linkages between the primary secondary and tertiary healthcare systems which we were talking about in in the past 5 6 months as to where the focus should be in all these aspects that is something which will be addressed uh, you know whole uh, in in a wholesome manner via this particular scheme yes i think uh, you know one thing that this scheme has uh, brought out which which you know uh, experts in the sector have been speaking for a long time is that ultimately it's a continuum of care uh, you cannot think of the health system or you know indeed even nutrition um, as sort of just distinct uh, phases in which you intervene at the policy level these are all connected to each other so the fact that uh, you know in this scheme we are going right from a strengthening of the the national center for disease control which does disease surveillance uh, which collects a lot of your health intelligence and data on on the basis of which you can build effective policies so it starts right from there it then goes on to your health and wellness centers which are of course an important pillar of ayushman bharat um, but it talks of setting up additional uh, health and wellness centers in both rural and urban areas then it moves on to your laboratories uh, again a very very important part of you know the whole surveillance as well as diagnostic um, aspects then it comes to the actual hospitals the medical colleges uh, the expansion of beds so i think it it is really looking at that whole continuum of care of course it's a lot of work to do on the ground uh, you know it's it's one thing to allocate funding but as we know in a complex diverse uh, system like india it's you know center states will need to work together to eventually make this into a reality but i think as far as the vision goes uh, it's a very comprehensive and an interconnected vision Uh, and i really like the emphasis on the wellness part the well being you know again and again the finance minister also said health and well being um, that's very important from a signaling point of view that we are not merely talking about treating or curing diseases but we are talking about staying healthy and staying well um, and i think that combined with all the other efforts the government has been making in ayush etc uh, is, is also very very important as we go forward So I think this whole emphasis on bringing things together on the continuum of care, I think that was a very heartening takeaway from uh, the budget today. Mm -hmm. Indeed, mm -hmm. Urvashi Prasad, you know, uh, one aspect that uh, the budget also talks about is uh, nutrition, and in that regard, you know, the mission portion 2.0 is to be launched. That's what the finance minister announced. So help us understand what is going to be the strategy going forward to improve the nutritional outcomes, particularly if we talk about the aspirational districts of the country. Yes that's right so uh, you know i think one very major uh, part of the strategy is going to be uh, identifying and focusing on those pockets uh, where we have the most ground to cover and i think it's in that context that the that the finance minister also emphasized the aspirational districts because as we know uh, that in those areas in particular we've been lagging behind on health nutrition and related indicators so using data Uh, we are going to be identifying and we have been as a, as a part of the portion abhiyan identifying and intensifying our efforts uh, in those pockets where we have the most ground to cover and the nfhs survey results have also started to come out so that's also going to help us to do just that uh, to identify where are we lagging behind but we are going to go at more micro levels 
so that we can really target our interventions on those women those children uh, who really needed the most so that's going to be one very big part of it the data the micro planning the convergence of interventions between health nutrition water sanitation you know because again as i said health is not a silo uh, it is connected with all these areas so eventually the goal is to connect and converge interventions across these different sectors and and it's good that increasingly when we present the budget also okay. we talk about these one after the other because these are very much interlinked yes. so that's going to be another piece of the strategy the other is going to be use of technology and of course we've seen that the pandemic has really accelerated our adoption of technology uh, and that's an important piece of the whole nutrition strategy as well equipping our frontline workers others working in the system other professionals Uh, with the necessary technology tools so that they can carry out real time monitoring uh, of health and nutrition outcomes and we can intervene in a more timely fashion and the fourth piece is going to be the community engagement you know mm-hmm. the prime minister has often spoken about uh, making these areas into a jan andolan because you know simply the government uh, doing its interventions is not going to work we need to have partnership with the community to bring about the desirable behavior changes so that's going to be another very very important piece of the strategy going forward okay okay definitely that is uh, quite important their technology as well and communication aspects uh, let me bring in uh, mr chikramani here chikramani ji takneek ki baat kare agar technology ki baat kare to jis tarah urvashi keh rahi thi ke technology ka istemal khaas taur pe health sector ki jo infrastructure hai aur jo hum digital infrastructure ki baat karte hain health sector mein kis tarah se data ka istemal kiya ja sakta hai artificial intelligence ka istemal kiya ja sakta hai वो सब चीजें हैं जिनके ऊपर भविष्य में फोकस रहना जरूरी है आपको लगता है उन सब को एड्रेस किया जा रहा है ये जो पॉलिसी आई है या ये जो फोकस एरियाज है यहाँ पर उनके थ्रू मैं माफी चाहूंगा इस इस क्षेत्र का मैं मेरे मैं ज्यादा जानकार नहीं हूँ इतना ही देख पाया हूँ कि आर्टिफिशियल इंटेलिजेंस और इस प्रकार की जो नई टेक्नोलॉजीज आ रही है उसका वो प्रयोग करने की जिज्ञासा दिखाई है इस बजट ने कैसे होता है क्या होता है I'm sorry, इसके बारे में मैं ज़्यादा जानता हूँ। Okay, let me bring in Hindol here. Hindol, your views there on the use of technology, as your boss was pointing out, you know, technology is is really really important, and and the way we are using digital tools uh, uh, to try and you know uh, make that uh, health service reach to the last mile. There are two or three things that are important to notice here. Number one, India has been one of the biggest adopters. In fact, one of the leading adopters of AI and machine learning technology in the world during the covid period india led the world in the adoption of such tools you have to connect that with india's processes and push towards getting <laughs> digital technology at every level of governance in fact uh, if you look at the way india whether it's through the health id digital health id whether it's through digital education at every level a 360 degree framework is being created to deliver goods of governance through digital technology including of course the direct benefit transfer and mm-hmm. the upi india now leads the world as one of the fastest growing places in the world where the use of digital technology is being made to transfer government funds to beneficiaries okay now all of this you have to add to a narrative point which is that india was is a place where only a few months ago the government organized a major uh, event focusing on the idea that ai should be used for social good and you can see that these ideas are coagulating in a sense in the budgetary interventions so that more efficient use can be made of budgetary funds available to push forth more digital technology and the use of ai machine learning 
in various aspects of the economy that will make them more efficient, make them more transparent, cut out middlemen, save thousands and thousands of crores for the, of leakages uh, and uh, you know, plug leakages in the dissemination of government funds and therefore overall better the economy. Okay. So this entire framework, hmm. we are becoming in a sense a digital first nation. Even if you look at the World Economic Forum has an entire idea which says that you know, countries that adopt digital technology at a mass level, grassroots onwards, actually benefit by getting more investments into the country at various levels. Okay. And we're actually seeing that in our country. Many of India's most interesting investments that have come into India in the recent past have been on the back of this digital intervention. Okay. So you have to put all of this into context when you look at such an intervention. Okay, okay definitely. Michelle, so, you know, after talking about technology, another aspect that we should touch upon, and this is one important aspect that concerns us every year, particularly those living in the national capital, is that of clean air. Mr. Chikarmani, you know, the government has allocated 2,217 crore rupees to tackle air pollution for 42 urban centers that have a million plus population. If we look at the problem of air pollution that year on year is only getting aggravated, is this sufficient or something more needs to be done in terms of allocation, in terms of more measures that the government should have announced? As far as the budget goes, I think 2,000 crore is good enough. How it will be deployed, I don't have much idea. But speaking from the national capital, I don't think it's a question of money. I think it's a question of changing social habits, behaviours. Okay. The, the pollution in Delhi is... Uh, partly because of the vehicles, partly because of the stubble burning. Uh, are we ready to stop stubble burning? I don't know how much 2,000 crore will go into stopping that. Perhaps, okay. as far as the national capital is concerned, if some new technology is developed that can take care of stubble burning, it will be, be uh, much better used. Okay. There is no doubt that the pollution levels are very high and they need to be curbed. But I don't know, I, I'm not certain if money or budgeting for it will actually deliver the goods. Okay. I think it, will, it may create some you know, innovation fund, it may create some thinking, some money would be spent here and there on some products. But India is too large. Delhi alone, I think uh, 2,000 crore would be inadequate. If, if stubble burning can be stopped, Delhi is clean tomorrow. Okay. Okay, definitely. Uh, these uh, are the issues where not only, as Mr. Chekamane is pointing out, not only money and technology, but also public attitude is, is what uh, also matters at the end of it all. Uh, so this is all about uh, the health uh, sector there, you know, the uh, theme being preventive, curative and well-being. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Hindol Sen Gupta and Mr. Gautam Chekramane, as well as Urvashi Prasad for sharing your views here with us. We'll take a short break, uh, but on the other side, uh, we will uh, come back and talk about manufacturing, the rural economy and obviously taxation, which is important for all of us. So stay tuned to Rajasabha Television.